Wait, where is call recorder? There it is. Okay. <laughs> it's in your heart. Uh, <laughs> now, the groove is in my heart. <laughs> How John got his groove back. You never lost it, John. <laughs> never had it. Uh, how do we start this show? So, Lex, you're taking delivery of an electric car. Is this an electric car that you you have bought? Yeah, uh, well, I, uh, I, so I, I wanted to get an electric car. I have a 2006 Honda Accord. It has 36,000 miles on it, which means wow, you used math, it a lot. <laughs> I don't drive very much, so I'm, I'm the perfect target for an electric car. I should buy your Honda Accord and then drive <laughs> it across the country. Oh, yes. we could all drive, and then we could record it as oh a podcast. My God. <laughs> it, is, it is for sale at this speaking. Um, uh, although somebody's literally texting me right now about it. Um, I texted them answer back. quick yeah, because I've got other offers. <laughs> so yeah, John Moltz wants it. Um, I don't respond to that kind of uh, pressure. But so pressure, yeah. Pushy he's got to go talk to his place. manager. Hold on. The yeah, Tesla right. is too expensive, and so I, I that I eliminated. And I didn't want to get a hybrid car because hybrid cars feel to me like well we'll be bullshitty about it. And so I've decided no hybrid car. Wait, can me. I guess? Yes. Is it a Leaf? It is a Leaf. Okay. It is a Nissan yeah. Leaf. It's, it's pretty much we. I mean, it was either that or a Chevy Volt, right? Like right. The, or there's, <laughs> there's also a Ford plug-in. Oh, is there? Okay. Or or the BMW i whatever that you can't. <laughs> is that literally the name of it? The Ford plug-in? No, I think it's I think it's a Ford Fusion plug-in. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But it doesn't run on Fusion. <laughs> Fucking false advertising. The Ford uh, battery. I might be wrong though. I don't know that. I, I think the Fusion, Ford, Mo- the Ford, Ford has Mofi. some electric-only car, but I don't know. But so I. Uh, yeah, I got the the Nissan Leaf, and it has two letters after it, and I have to remember which ones they are. Here, here is the the most rebound interesting part, or here, here's at least one very interesting thing with the S with the Nissan Leaf. The two, the middle and the top model, both come with something called car wings, which is not wings. <laughs> not as exciting as it sounds, I'm guessing. But car wings <laughs> lets the car have its own cellular connection so that you can use your smartphone or computer to check on its charging status. You can use your iPhone to say, hey, why don't you start the climate control now while you're charging because I'm going to leave soon. And that way, you know, if the car is cold and you get it up to a nice comfortable temperature while it's plugged in, you're using less of the battery when you start driving. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know when it's full so you can go again, that kind of thing, you can check it. It's powered by AT&T. It's free with your purchase of the car. It's on AT&T's 2G network. But everywhere you go on the Nissan Leaf website, they tell you, by the way, AT&T is shutting down its 2G cellular network on December 31st, 2016. Like other devices that rely on 2G network coverage, once the 2G network is terminated, car wings will not function unless equipment replacements, upgrades, or alternative 2G network coverage are available at that time, which Nissan cannot guarantee. Nor is Nissan responsible for associated costs that may be required for continued car wings operation due to cellular network termination. So, so is the solution for you to tape your iPhone to the car? <laughs> Get another iPhone, a the car best iPhone, was, and a house iPhone. The, no Nissan dealership sells a ton of these because mis- most people need more miles than I do. So it's you know people like me who drive very minimally who are the ideal customer. The range so what they is call the, it. What is the range? Yeah, sorry. They claim it's eighty-seven miles, um, but it's not a lot. That's averaging city and highway driving. It's uh, much better at city driving huh. because of regenerative, regenerative braking. braking. Yeah. Um, so if you're going at constant speeds, it's worse. 
when right, it slows right, down. Right, right, because you would have to That sounds like a perpetual yeah. motion machine crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so I think for me, I'm going to get somewhere around 100 miles um, based on the calculations I've run online and looking at other... Important question. Do you drive any place that is that far away? Or I guess 50 miles away if you're going to get back. <laughs> well, no, if you go to a place where you can you have plug to charge, in, because it yeah. can plug into any outlet... Yeah, I don't think they, I mean, it depends where you go, right? Like maybe your friends are going to let you plug it in, but I feel like if you just like pop into the local library, <laughs> they're going to so, be like, no, guys, come on. Create a brownout. There's a burgeoning community of electric car owners who show you, look, here's an outlet in this parking lot, or here's the place that, and so the car has built-in navigation too, which I tend to not like because I want to use my phone, but the built-in navigation also shows you where all the charging stations are. On oh, that's that. pretty cool. Does it, does it like, I, it can, can it update that using that yes. crappy cellular connection? <laughs> it, it can <laughs> until December until... <laughs> 31st, 2016. <laughs> so I hope they build them all by then. But, uh, so that's that, the thing that, so I'm looking, I'm looking at new cars too and that's the thing that just has me like flummoxed is like is all this junk that's going to be in there that i know is going to be obsolete in two years well i mean some of it's obsolete as soon as you buy it i bought my car two years ago and you know it's got a one of the worst sort of entertainment (laughs) systems i've ever used and i mean you can't you cannot buy that a car in in you know sort of a mid-range sedan um without getting one of those screens in the middle of the thing well car technology is just terrible like i mean let's all agree on that it's for the most part car manufacturers don't do technology right most of that stuff is oem'd by other companies and they have very little incentive to doing it because when you when you're buying a car it might be it might tip the needle slightly but you know all of it is crappy so there's not like it's not a huge differentiator for them it should be but it's not. And I mean, even the ones like I, I so I bought a Volkswagen a couple of years ago, which I really like. And all the all the nice like all the controls are really nicely designed. You know, it's got that like German engineering. It does like feel really well put together. And then you get to that touchscreen and it's a piece of shit. It really feels <laughs> like you're using an ATM from 1997. Right. So that was one of my primary concerns is because there is a lot of touchscreen navigation, but it, I found it very responsive in my test drives experience. Well, I mean, it's not that mine's not responsive. And basically what I've ended up using it for the most part is either I use the radio or I use the, it does have Bluetooth audio streaming. And once I got this really annoying bug fixed, um, which Lex may remember. Um, I do. And you can't just plug your phone into it though? You can't. No, no also, cable? Yeah. Here, here's the cable it comes with. It comes with a proprietary cable slot that attaches to a 30 pin connector. So that's really fucking useful. Oh God. And I don't, as far as I know, there's no way to replace that. It doesn't, the newer models, I've seen some Couldn't of the newer models. Couldn't you get the 30-pin lightning adapter for 25? Yeah, right. Yeah, but like at that point, there's really no <laughs> point to it because the Bluetooth streaming works fine. And the uh, it, it doesn't let me do much in the okay. way of media controls on the like touchscreen. But again, why, why I can't, like, even when you plugged it in, it had a ridiculous, it had a scroll bar, Lex. It had a scroll <laughs> bar for selecting which song you want to play. Like, you yeah, would scroll through a list of all of your songs. Let me tell you how that works on a device when you have, like, 2,000 songs. Not well. <laughs> so, the the Leaf, you know, it does all the Bluetooth stuff. It also does have USB port, and it's just a regular old USB port. And it does all the, it brings in your playlist and you can navigate that all with a nice little touchscreen. I think it even shows album art if memory serves. Um, but the, the weirdest slash cleverest feature, not Leaf specific, because um, Nissan does it in some other cars too, is they have this thing they call a round view monitor, which maybe everybody knows about but me before I didn't know about it. But besides the rear view camera, there's cameras all around the car. 
And so when you're in reverse, it shows you a overhead view of the car with everything that's on all the sides. Now it doesn't have an overhead view of the car <laughs> because there's no camera there, but it's compositing it from all these different images around it. And it's insane how it works. So it's like a, a virtual image of your car. Yeah, that's kind of nutty. Color coordinated with your car. It's like the, the Mars Rover. <laughs> yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. And like, hey, there's all the things around me. And so like yesterday I'm at the dealership driving around. And then of course other idiots are standing looking at cars and not noticing the car that's moving. And I was like, the, the, the car salesperson was like, hey, don't even look behind you at those people. Let's just use a round view to navigate around. <laughs> and then you killed eight people. Right. Six people died in New Jersey yesterday. It was fine. It was worth it. That's impressive. I, I, I think I just got the models of cars right before sort of the camera thing has become more standard um, because my car has, has no cameras. I have that little schematic, the overhu- overhead view of my car that just tells me which doors are open. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that's, that's something. <laughs> Almost impressive. The sort, the sort of Star Trek Two level of uh, shows you shows you your shields is just like a dotted yeah. line around. Shields are falling. Some for some reason circular on the car. Um, my parents are actually looking at a new car too because my dad drives a Acura that's like 2003 or so, and he's always disliked it. So he's of course oh, he's really? going to buy a new Acura. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, yeah. I don't I don't understand why, but that is apparently his plan. I have a 95 nice. Acura Integra that I bought new and have owned for 20 years and driven for 20 years, and it's only got like 90,000 miles on it. Wow. Yeah. You and, drive even less than I do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to work just in downtown Tacoma, so I practically just, I didn't even put the car in gear. I just coast down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started, and then I started taking the bus. So anyway. And wait, if we travel anywhere, we take the van, which is my wife's car. So exactly. So yeah. I don't think. I mean, if you have a different family situation for mine, maybe, but I don't think you can get the Leaf and have it be your only car unless you have a very limited set of places you go. Right. Like if we were going to do any kind of longer drive, we'd have to take the minivan and its gas guzzlingness. Um, and I don't. I, we are the Accord has the same problem where it cannot fit all five of us in right now with the giant car seats that two of the three, or that really that all three of the kids require. We could maybe put on you know, a smaller booster, but you can't put all three of them in the back seat together. So right. it's not the whole family car. It's any two kids can go in that car, but not all three. You know why don't you talk about this family crap on your own fucking family <laughs> I knew that was <laughs> We're just talking about technology, the technology side on this. On this, we'll talk about the family crap. <laughs> yeah, on another one. Offshore that. Uh, I tried to convince my dad to buy a Tesla, just because. Have you? Have either of you actually like ridden or test driven a Tesla? No, no I've only gazed upon. They're it super the cool. I have not driven one, but I rode in a friend. What do they? What do they start at? Uh, you know? Fifty, I think, for the zero miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> accelerate slowly. Um, no, fifty. I think fifty k okay. or so, but you really need to yeah, get it up that's... to like sixty to something that's yeah, worth that's... getting. Um, it's that's definitely like twice expensive. My price range. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. It's definitely in the luxury sedan range, but it's not certainly if you compared it against you know your Mercedes and your BMWs, it doesn't. It's right. not that out of whack. Um, but I'd say it's a really nice car, and it feels like they pay much more attention to detail for all the technology and all the little convenience aspects. Um, I love the, it. Does have a large touchscreen that I think is larger than like the display on my 11-inch MacBook Air turned in like portrait orientation, <laughs> which is nutty. Um, but it's it's oh a really well designed and well thought through car, uh, and it performs quite well. 
You know, I wonder if portrait actually makes more sense in a car like that, in a car, because you're driving and the maps tend to be, you know, it's like you want to see where you're going. You don't want to see side to side. It all, not only does it let you split screen, like sort of horizontally there, so you can have like one thing on top and one thing on the bottom, but I believe it has a web browser. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out in what situation I and, should be using and that. 2G AT&T service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, also the acceleration on those things are is super amazing. So, and I think the Leaf is probably similar, just in terms of the. I think electric motors you can rev up a lot faster. Right. It it, it has like I don't even understand these car terms, but like it gets full torque at all speeds because it's an electric motor. I don't know. But <laughs> what what it goes from zero to sixty in ten seconds. So it's it's not Tesla esque in that respect. Right. But um, <laughs> the. Uh, the interesting thing is, at least in New Jersey, I don't know what the laws are anywhere else, but uh, you don't pay any tax on it because it's an electric car. Oh, really? None at all? Like, not even sales tax? Yeah, no. No sales tax. No tax of any kind. Wow. That's, um... So, I should go to New Jersey to buy my next electric car. All right. Check your local laws. <laughs> I should check my local laws. <laughs> this has been a service provided to you by the Except rebound. that I'm not really considering the LEAF. <laughs> now, the other Sorry. weird thing with the LEAF that I'll have to adjust to is... You know how you start the car and you use the gear shift and you it's either like on the steering wheel or it's in the center console and you move it from P to D or to R to go in reverse or drive. I am familiar with cars, yes. So it doesn't <laughs> use something a car? like that. It uses a totally different mechanism. I don't know if it's because it's not a gas motor so it didn't need it or if they just thought, well, we yeah, the car still so needs to not? go in either reverse or forward. So there's like a str- sort of, not a click wheel. Is it three like on the a, T? A knob. There's a little knob. And you twist it and pull it in one direction, and okay, now you're in reverse. And you twist and pull in the other direction, and now you're in drive. Or and you oh, push yeah. a button, and you're in park. And it's I, totally weird. It only I has Googled three it. positions. That's fascinating. It looks insane. It's <laughs> so. I was like, so for the first month, I'm going to be staring down at my hand every time I use this. And he's like, yes, <laughs> yes, you will. It uh, <laughs> it is not intuitive yet. <laughs> Wacky. I don't know if something can become intuitive, but it is not intuitive yet. It scared me because also when I Googled it, they showed an image of the clearly what must be the European version where the steering wheel is on the wrong side. And I was like, Lex, how do you get used to that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that would be a problem. But uh, uh, there is a, a lot of apps. There's the official Nissan app that can connect with the car, but then there's third-party apps. I don't know if it's a public API or they're hacking it. I don't know. You're telling me that you spend most of your time in your car now, just like playing games. I, I, I don't playing have games. the car yet. I get the car after we record, <laughs> but I will. And there's also a thriving community, maybe I already told you this, of people where they, they identify here's where charging yes. stations you are. Already, you already covered that. And they yeah. but it's it's more than what I told you though, because they also review it, them. Is they, it like so like war like, driving? Is there like, is there like a like a Yelp specifically for charging stations then? Yes, effectively That's yes. Ridiculous. Is it's not a series of chalk signs on the on the road? <laughs> it's Plugshare. Plugshare.com. Yeah, war ch- it's called war charging, John. <laughs> Now, Dan, didn't you also want to talk today about a test you had us take? Well, I was going to say it's a good thing we didn't take a car IQ test because I feel like most of us uh, would yeah, have failed. I I, yeah. yeah, I do pretty poorly. But the better I news... Do, I did terrible, and I hate the whole process. Just ...is that we really took the Pew Research Center's <laughs> Web IQ test, which was a test to see... So the Pew Research, which is a, a does like all sorts of wacky little research surveys and things like that, did a survey to see how much people knew about sort of technology and the history culture of the internet. 12 questions, which you can find, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, and you can take it and you, you can see if you did better than John or Lex. 
<laughs> Wait, they, they couldn't have done better than you? I got all the rights, but they can't do better than me. <laughs> what a jerk. Screw you guys. Hey, I work uh, on they, the internet. They could be, they could be younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they will always be better than me in every way in that case. <laughs> there is no question on there that is, how much handsomer are you? <laughs> so much handsomer. Well, so, I mean. So Alex in- and I both got the same question wrong. Yeah. Which was about Moore's Law. Because I thought Moore's law was related to just speed. I no, it that's just it just described a a curve. Right. It's commonly of... interpreted as that, but it's the number of transistors yeah. you can fit on a chip doubles every eighteen months. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't quite get the nuance there. Um, but like, what's interesting about this is looking down at you know, sort of afterwards, it gives you a, like percentages of how many people got these questions right. And while some of them were somewhat impressive, I, I was saying to John, I was impressed that 69% of people apparently knew what URL stood for. Um, only 9% knew that Mosaic was the first web browser. Well, I wasn't too shocked by that. But somehow only, what is this? What was the one that got me? 23% did not know that the internet and the World Wide Web are not the same thing. I will say I knew exactly what answer they wanted from that question, but I think that's a I think it's a mean question <laughs> because hmm. they're not in the business of being nice. They're in the business of Apparently research. Not. That's yeah. right. I don't know. It just felt like this is the Pew research, <laughs> not the Pew niceness center. They didn't get into the research to make friends, Lex. Do, do people even say World Wide Web? Though? They say web. So if we talk said, about if stuff on the web all the time. The internet and the web are the same thing. I think more people would have gotten it right. Really? Mm. Yes. I don't, I don't know. I think people I think those that. are interchangeable. Yeah. And in many contexts, they are, which is why I thought it was an unfair question. Yeah, well, there's a semantic well, issue there, but there is also a there is also a correct answer, in my opinion. <laughs> and yeah. I think the I think the URL thing is simply because they gave, they gave choices, um, right? And I think it was process of elimination. You had four; it was multiple choice, and that's the that's really the way that I I mean I had heard it before, but that was if it hadn't been written there for me, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have been able to to type it out myself. I think I probably would have mistakenly called a uni- universal resource locator which some people incorrectly identify it as. Yeah. Um 74% of people knew that a megabyte was bigger than a kilobyte, which is actually pretty good when you consider those were the only two options, so like you know, it's better than 50/50, which is what a lot of people could have been guessing. Um only tw- 83% could identify Bill Gates, but only 21% could identify Sheryl Sandberg. Granted, Bill Gates, a lot more yeah. famous than Sheryl Sandberg. So, sure. and, I, and again, I thought, that, I thought that picture wasn't... It was wasn't a bad picture. Clear. It's it angled very... weirdly. Yes. And yeah. Because I, I was thinking, I know what Sheryl Sandberg looks like, and I don't think this person looks quite like Sheryl Sandberg. <laughs> So, but you didn't know what wrong. enough of the other people looked like to, to eliminate no, I, them But all. that's just it. Like I, so I knew what uh, Ariana Huffington looks like, and I knew what, Meg, what Marissa Mayer looked like. So then it was down to two. It was like, well, I'm not sure what, what Cheryl looks like, and I'm not sure what, what well, Meg looks like. I knew so that Marissa Mayer sure. and um, HP. What, uh, HP Meg, Lovecraft? Meg Ryan, yeah. Um, Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> we're both, they're both blonde. Meg Ryan is blonde. <laughs> Meg true. Ryan, yes. Meg Ryan's definitely blonde. Um, yeah, Billy. It was Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Yeah, it was down. To, it was down to Huffington. When Hewlett and... met Packard. So only forty-four percent knew that when a company posts a privacy policy, it does not ensure that the company keeps confidential all the information it collects on users. Yeah, which is yeah. most distressing, perhaps, just because uh-huh. you know people are accustomed to not reading those things and just seeing like, oh, they have a privacy policy. That must be great. Sometimes the policy is you have no privacy, though. So I'm glad that we all knew yeah. at least 
a certain amount. We did okay. Oh, yeah, shut we, up, we all Dan. did we all did okay. <laughs> Stop bragging. <laughs> Some of us did better than others. I scored better than ninety five point three percent of the public. That's pretty good. If the other ninety five percent of the public were I'm on this of... podcast, that would be great. Only one point three percent of people are better than me. Is what I'm trying to say. Less than one percent of people are better than me. I got that too. Right? Is that possible? No, wait. Below one. No, you're 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 up there. You're up there. Yeah. You were below one point three percent, and you were the same as three percent. I'm guessing. That's correct. Because what? you and no, I wait. had the same score and the same question. No, no, he got he got one. No, 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 no. I got I got, got eleven. Wrong. You got two wrong. Oh, which one? Oh, oh. So I'm the worst. I'm the yeah. Oh, you you are the one who knows the least about the internet on this podcast, which is good <laughs> because your job has nothing to do with the internet. Right. <laughs> I'm not a tech writer. Or the know. World Wide Web. <laughs> Aren't those the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was my moment of shaming you guys. I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving uh, week, so the you know I feel like technology news is kind of slow. So we've had we've had two two wonderful pieces of pieces of bad advice this week for Apple, and the first was this guy who you won't believe the strange coincidence here uh, works for an antivirus company okay. who believes that uh, Apple absolutely positively has to open up iOS so that uh, they can get their antivirus software on there to protect it. <laughs> you should, this, is, this is the best part. It's like a guy who makes like, like padlocks being like, you should really unlock <laughs> your door so that I can come in and secure everything with my padlocks. You should, you should move to a really dangerous neighborhood so you need my, <laughs> my padlocks. But it's, it's the specifically... The prices are so good there. It's specifically going out of your way to just like reduce all the safeguards that make your product not useful which is just transparent at that point and the and the terrible thing is they, they did not i clearly identify him as the maker of an antivirus shock product i mean they said that he was ceo of whatever the heck he's ceo of and linked to the company but they didn't say on that page you'd have to go to the their web page to figure out that he was the you know that he had a little skin in the game as the phrase goes so really it's about ethics and <laughs> it's about ethics and antivirus software journalism <laughs> yeah that's stupid and it's the funniest thing is like and i i guess this is kind of one of the key points but to me it's like you know they apple doesn't have android is open to allowing virus detection and needs it and yeah apple isn't yeah they're also doesn't. open to allowing viruses <laughs> they're really open to that right right they're totally fine with that well, and so here's the thing, too, is like a lot of these things don't even stop kind of the really insidious threats these days. I, w- I wrote a piece earlier this week on PopSci about um, the creepy-ass spyware that was probably developed by spy agencies. Um, this thing called, oh. I think it's Regan or Reagan, um, <laughs> which, R-E-G-I-N. Okay, um, not R-E-A. It's in it, but it's basically like a Stuxnet-style, like, crazy piece of malware that was designed by probably... U.S. and U.K. intelligence agencies to be deployed on people's computers and then just sort of sit there long-term gathering a whole bunch of information, shooting it back to the home, and covering all its tracks so that it's, like, basically (laughs) invisible. So, yeah, good luck with that, antivirus guys. Yeah. A little over their depth, probably. Um, But, yeah, so... Again, I don't know. That was a stupid. So, what was the other piece of bad advice? Was the, it? And then the other piece of bad advice is this. And this, I hadn't seen this in a while, but and it comes back every once in a while. Is um, a- Apple, Jason Perlow at ZDNet um, at, said that Apple should um, license uh, iOS so that 
so that like, so that antivirus companies like can Lenovo make... can make tablets uh, for the enterprise. Do you think there's a point where people just like run out of topics and they get back to like down to the bottom of that word doc that they've got their list of topics in and they're like, been a while since I've done this one. You know, honestly, I think that most of the time, not all the time, I think like um, uh, Dvorak is accepted, but I think most of the time people know, people believe what they're saying. Well, and that's um, that much more distressing yeah. because it indicates yeah. you did not think through that argument. Right. right. Or, or that they're, they're swayed by easily pro- provable wrong arguments because they're like oh well, i mean clearly look look how well it works for all these other folks it'll work great for apple to get it on more things it's going to be just like when the mac lost to the pc but they're stuck in like their 1993 mindset where right. it looked like maybe apple was going to be doomed and the mac lost to the pc i guess in retrospect in the context that these writers are thinking of but not in any real world measurement system <laughs> right yeah. but it also does and it also implies that you know what happened, what passed is prologue, right? And that everything that already happened is going to happen the same way exactly again, which has not been borne out. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah. I feel like there's the fundamental belief from some of these people that, like, yeah, Apple's doing great right now, but they did great for the first, you know, several years of the Mac's life, and then it all fell apart. We're just waiting because that's going to happen. Like, I th- I think there are a lot of people who believe that their their catastrophic fall is inevitable, that they'll fire Steve Jobs again. <laughs> It's and it always comes down to market share, and they f- seem to think that developers will, for some reason, flee the Mac and iOS ecosystems because they'll go to where there's a higher market share. But they actually go where there's more money, and there's no sign that iOS is going to lose that anytime in the near future. Well, the market share it. used to correlate a lot better with where people spent their money. And right. that is not the case right now. Right. And so people right. have taken that, they've confused those two things and said, since those two things were the same back in the PC war, mm-hmm. they must always be the same. But in fact, as it turns <laughs> out, as anybody who looked at other industries could have told you, that's not always the case. And and the, uh, the, another thing that was announced this week, or well, I guess it's rumored at this point, uh, but I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, is that Samsung is considering uh, an executive shakeup uh, because because <laughs> apparently like they, the sales of the Galaxy S five um, were like forty percent lower than the S four. Does anybody else imagine that when there's a executive shakeup that it's basically just like playing musical chairs and like when the music stops, whoever's sitting in the CEO chair gets to run the company for a while? Yeah. So it could be uncomfortable times to be a Samsung executive. I mean, isn't it always a little bit uncomfortable to be a Samsung executive? <laughs> I think it's I would think it's always uncomfortable being an executive. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Ooh, look Sorry, at this Alex. guy. He's an executive. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I'm the uh, I'm the president of my own company. <laughs> hey, that counts. We have pretty loose policies here, though. Yeah, I work for you. There's a lot of failing up. I'm a, I'm a vice president of John's company. I'm just waiting for my moment to stage a coup. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> oh, check check your documents. <laughs> check my document. Yeah, I am pretty loose with the documentation, so it's possible that yeah. Also, you should fix that. At some you point. should really install some antivirus software. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you guys use any sort of impressive technology to cook your turkeys? Well, I, what oh, I was wow. going to ask you wasn't that specific question, but was, do you dread Thanksgiving the way I do? Because at Thanksgiving, I will get eight or nine smartphones thrust in my face at various points. Like, why does my batteries die so quickly? Mm-hmm. And 
this app crashes on launch and should i update to ios 8 we'll say my <laughs> cousin on ios 6 <laughs> uh i get some of those but not as many because my thanksgivings tend to be a little bit on the smaller side and i'm not with my family so it's just it's friend it's basically friends so they're all fairly they're they're usually able to manage most of that stuff themselves. Although although I've been getting a lot of my wife's the um, other people in the in the legal community. So she works. She's a private investigator, and so she knows lots of lawyers. And, and so now I'm getting all these people who she's talking to are who are Windows users who are like hammering me with questions about switching to the Mac. So you just tell them you so, can't help them. It's a lot. <laughs> there is no help for you. Yeah. Right. So I'm basically, I'm just referring them to all the YouTube videos of the old uh, John Hodgman commercials. <laughs> it's all right there, people. Just open your eyes. Yeah. So no, I don't fear, I don't fear, uh, I don't fear Thanksgiving and I don't, but I also don't have any smart technologies to, to handle Thanksgiving. Oh, I do. Oh, here's yeah. a, here's a pro tip. Okay. For Thanksgiving hey, technology. Your plugs. Here we go. Give your Earplugs. kids some iPhones and they'll leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> There are, I don't think there will be anybody under the age of 21 at my Thanksgiving. So that's a... So no one will leave you the fuck alone. No, that's true. But they're all also capable of intelligent discussion. Actually, I will be relying, this is true, I'll be relying on my iPad during Thanksgiving. That was the negotiation I made with my mother-in-law. The the Philadelphia Eagles play on Thanksgiving Day at 4.30 and dinner starts at 4.30. Oh, and I was like, uh, I'm happy to watch anywhere in your house where you'd like to send me up. And she's like, well, I don't want the family room television on. But you could watch in the basement, uh, which is easily the worst TV in the house. It's, 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 it's like a I'm square. I'm picturing a TV that's not actually a, like, it's not actually a basement. Like the basement is not finished. There's no TV there. It's just a dark, dank cellar. Lex is curled up there with his iPad. And the Charlie Brown music. The Charlie Brown music is playing. <laughs> But she agreed I could have an iPad on the table. So, you know, the, the cable company, who is it? Optimum, I use, Cablevision. Uh, they have their app that lets you kind of stream the TV. Um, but I noticed this past Sunday when I was testing it out that it's on like a 90-second delay from the broadcast that they're showing on their television. So I don't know what they do when they stream the cable TV to your iPad, but it works, and the quality was great. It's just slow. Well, I think you can live with that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Being a minute and a half behind is better than like having to watch four hours later. I have a problem because my the big screen TV here is so old that it won't take a digital. God, how's that work? Digital antenna connection? Uh Can that be right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we have two TVs in the living room. (laughs) Oddly, Um, look at this guy. He's got two TVs in his living room. Yeah, one on either end, (laughs) and. It's a hundred yards wide, though. In his defense, <laughs> I've got two. So I've got I've got kids who want to play, we probably, and I've got adults who want to watch uh, football. And they're, right now, both those things are connected to the same TV. So I gotta, I'm gonna have a, sh- a shuffle in the next day or so in order to get things straightened out. I got a situation going on here. Is what I'm saying. There could be murder. I don't think there will be. We try to. I feel like the TV doesn't really come on for us on Thanksgiving. Christmas is a different story because there you have more children to entertain. <laughs> yeah, it's a different story here too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we watch a lot of TV. On Christmas. <laughs> we don't have any. I bet else you eat do. Chinese food too. We do. <laughs> we do. We will. Um, 
I so it, TV on Thanksgiving is not a tradition for me. I didn't even typically go to Thanksgivings where they would turn the TV on in the other room to watch the games before the meal because I, where I grew up, where the people who we Thanksgiving with anyway, they it wasn't like hey we generically like footballs. We root for the one team, so we'll watch when they're on. And the Eagles typically don't play on Thanksgiving. This is only the second time I can recall. Uh, so it's it's all weird and, and strange to me. I don't know. I don't like it. If you're going to schedule football games on Thanksgiving for the East Coast, maybe don't do it at 4.30 is my advice. The NFL yeah. doesn't listen, but that's my advice. This is the biggest wrong the NFL has committed, by the way. Wow. They've done nothing else wrong. In, in life? In <laughs> nothing else, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. All those yeah. head injuries. <laughs> no, no, all that's fine. <laughs> listen, Ray Rice for president. Nope. Nope. I wish this were the worst thing the NFL did. That was my point. Uh, so any, any, any tips, any gift tips? Do we want to talk about that now? For, for Thanksgiving? Cause no, for, uh, for, for Christmas. <laughs> I, I think you're turkey doing basters. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Turkey basters. Meat thermometers. <laughs> Lots of, uh, electronic turkey basters. It's a little late for it. It's a, it's a little late to, to do that, but, but maybe it's early to do Christmas. I have a tech question for you. Can I switch app store nations on my phone? Um, uh, there's serious so immigration inclined. legislation to prevent you from doing that. And like, what happens if I, so here's the thing I, as, as we've discussed and I won't get into too many details, but like to watch NFL games that aren't shown in my area that I want to oh. see, I right. swap out my DNS and I can watch them online, which is great, but I can't watch them. I can't get the app that the NFL sells internationally to stream the games to an iPad or iPhone. I don't need that for this Thursday. I'm just mean in general, I can't watch them on my iPad because uh, there, you can't get the app. If you try to go to the app, the Game Pass app from the NFL, it's like, no, it's not available in your country. So can I switch countries and still buy it with my U.S. credit card or am I going to screw everything up if I try that? I've always been too scared to try I it. don't think you can buy stuff yeah. from other countries with your U.S. credit card. It's the credit card that... Yeah, yeah they it's check your billing, it the billing address. Right. So, yeah, you're screwed. That won't work. All right, as long as I'm screwed. You need an, off- you need an offshore account is what you need. <laughs> Another one. You don't have one? Yeah. <laughs> I win. <laughs> May I recommend the Principality of Sealand? <laughs> uh, the best holiday gift idea I have is you should get yourself a Nissan Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> is there a bulk deal? <laughs> yeah, you can they get started, two for the they price started of two. They started twenty one. That's not. That's not that bad. Oh yeah, I might just pick one up because why sure. not? You know, and there's no tax in New Jersey. <laughs> and in, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> You just happen to be in New Jersey. Well, I on on this may not be a holiday gift, but I did buy a Amazon Fire TV stick because I'm oh, addicted yeah. to buying things that plug into did my you HDMI buy it or did Or did Six Colors buy it? No, I bought it. Wow. It was, well, it's twenty dollars with the for the Prime customers. Right, that's true. That's I just I, I I don't need more streaming devices. Oh, I, I, I don't, don't need either. more don't streaming either. devices. I just enjoy <laughs> screwing around with them. Now with the stick, the does does the remote for the stick do the voice or do you no. have to use a smartphone for the voice? Well, you can either use a smartphone or you can buy the separate remote or in my case, you can steal the remote from your Fire TV. From your Fire TV. What what made you decide, I mean, besides the fact that it's cool and different, whatever, but why switch from the Fire TV to the Fire TV stick in your own home? I think that the only real compelling reason for the Fire TV stick is that it is incredibly portable. Um, in a way that the Fire TV is yeah. is less so because it's basically Easier to decide- leave behind in a hotel. Yes, exactly. Right. So it's replacing my Chromecast, which I left behind in a hotel. <laughs> I it's weird because the Fire TV versus the Chromecast are like they work on slightly different paradigms. Whereas the Fire TV is more like an Apple TV, where it's got all these like apps on it, and you can 
you know, stream from all these different services, whereas the Chromecast works more kind of like an AirPlay receiver, except it automatically download, connects directly to the internet, and you sort of tell it, go fetch this video, and it will go get it. Um, but it require, I think it has a lot less onboard intelligence, as it were. Me too. So how? So you connect this to hotel Wi-Fi, yeah, and do this. Well, so and here's it, the and thing, it, and it works worth a darn. Um, well, the, I haven't gotten a chance to test the Fire TV stick yet at a hotel because I've only had it for a few days. Um, but but the Chromecast did. Here's the thing: the a lot of hotels use this sort of captive internet portal technology where you have to like log in or give your phone number or like your room number or something like that. And as of yet, neither the Chromecast nor the Fire TV stick support that. Amazon has said they will support that, um, and I think that's much more plausible than with the Chromecast. As far as I've seen, nobody, the, Google's made no noises about supporting that, um, and that reduces its utility considerably. Um, the best workaround I have found is to basically use, if you have hotspot capability on your phone, use that, um, or try to figure out some way to piggyback off it if you can create like sort of an ad hoc network. Um, but... If Amazon does, in fact, make it possible for you to get on a captive internet site like a hotel Wi-Fi, um, then that will become incredibly more useful because it's very easy to take around and sort of set up on the fly. The other problem that you'll run into is a lot of a lot of hotels prevent you from switching the inputs on televisions, which is really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, there's often ways around that, which involve disconnecting little boxes that are on the back of the television. <laughs> I've experimented with this Bring a lot. Bring a screwdriver. You don't even... No, so a lot of times, there was one... I think it was when I was in Montreal for Singleton. There was basically a little box on the back that has essentially what looks like, like an Ethernet cord sort of coming out of it and going into the television. And I found that if you just unplug that cord, <laughs> you could switch inputs. I'm like, well, this is really effective. Um, but, you know, they want you to pay for their, their lousy pay-per-view stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. I, I have been... I was in a hotel in Portland, Maine, which did not have anything Wait, they've been like charging me there. for that stuff? Yeah, especially the um, over 18 stuff that you've been watching. They charge you a lot for that. I have no idea. <laughs> it's worth it, though. <laughs> I got my money's worth. <laughs> I'm saying I saw a good movie. That's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the idea of having one that I can carry around and take to a hotel room or something like that while I'm traveling. Uh, but it's, so far, it's not been ideal. I've, I really feel like hotels should should open that up and let you do that more easily, like the same way that airlines are starting to do the thing where it's like, bring your tablet, and then you have like, you know, you can access sort of our local onboard entertainment using your own device. I feel like if you're a hotel and you want to acknowledge, especially the worst is when there are hotels, they have these like setups now where like the TV will be on this pedestal, and then they'll have the on the side of the pedestal, they'll have this really conveniently like, um, all the all the port connectors are down there, like a pass through sort of, and I'm like, oh great, like an easily accessible HDMI port, and then of course they never fucking work, <laughs> and it's like, why did you provide me this really convenient like way to plug in all my devices if you weren't going <laughs> to let me use any of them? Uh, Psych. Yeah, so I feel like you know all these people have to sort of deal with the fact that we all travel with our like complicated electronic devices now, and we're gonna use them to watch TV, and either right. we're gonna use them like sitting on our bed with our iPads on our laps. Or we're going to watch them on your television. You might as well make things easier for us so that we'll be like, oh, yeah, those guys were pretty cool. Like, I would I would stay at their hotel again. Yeah. But maybe that's crazy. <laughs> it is. You're crazy. Thanks. It'll never work. You It'll suck. never scale. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stay at my hotel. <laughs> 
Who gave you a Wait, hotel? First, can't of even all? say like on the the right half of your living room with the two TVs. In? <laughs> all my ports are closed. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. Hey-o. <laughs> there we go. I'm so turned on now. <laughs> The the birds are up on the the roof again. I'm I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. Bang 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 bang. You know what? Okay. All right. It's it's deafening <laughs> that... to me. It's deafening. To you just live like... at, do you live in a tree house, John? <laughs> it's, yes. It's, it's a tree fort. Okay.